Good evening, everyone. To open our meeting tonight, Lil, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number 46, the fourth verse. Thou my daily task shalt give, day by day to thee I live. So shall added years fulfill, not my own, my Father's will. Hymn number 46. If you would like to follow along with the readings, please go to our website, and on the home page, you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and then look for the place that says, click here for the text of the Wednesday readings. Our theme for tonight is the wisdom of God, and the readings will now be given by Fairley from Maryland. The Bible. Psalms, O Lord, how manifold are thy works! In wisdom hast thou made them all. The earth is full of thy riches. My mouth shall speak of wisdom, and the meditation of my heart shall be of understanding. Deuteronomy, these be the words which Moses spake unto all Israel 
on this side Jordan in the wilderness, in the plain over against the Red Sea. Behold, I have taught you statutes and judgments, even as the Lord my God commanded me, that ye should do so in the land whither ye go to possess it. Keep therefore and do them, for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the nations, which shall hear all these statutes and say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. But what nation is there so great, who hath God so nigh unto them, as the Lord our God is in all things that we call upon him for? First Kings God gave Solomon wisdom and understanding exceeding much, and largeness of heart, even as the sand that is on the seashore. And Solomon's wisdom excelled the wisdom of all the children of the east country, and all the wisdom of Egypt. For he was wiser than all men, than Ethan the Ezraite, and Hema, and Calcol, and Darda, the sons of Mahol. And his fame was in all nations round about. And he spake three thousand proverbs, and his songs were a thousand and five. And he spake of trees, from the cedar tree that is in Lebanon, even unto the hyssop that springeth out of the wall. He spake also of beasts, and of fowl, and of creeping things, and of fishes. And there came of all people to hear the wisdom of Solomon from all kings of the earth which had heard of his wisdom. Proverbs My son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, so that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom and apply thine heart to understanding, yea, if thou criest after knowledge, and liftest up thy voice for understanding. If thou seekest her as silver, and searchest for her as for hid treasures, then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord, and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord giveth wisdom, out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. Receive my instruction and not silver, and knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than rubies, and all the things that may be desired are not to be compared to it. How much better is it to get wisdom than gold, and to get understanding rather to be chosen than silver? Job, with the ancient is wisdom, and in length of days understanding. With him is wisdom and strength. He hath counsel and understanding. Behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, and to depart from evil is understanding. James, who was a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. 
Romans. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, or who hath been his counselor, or who hath first given to him, and it shall be recompensed unto him again? For of him and through him and to him are all things, to whom be glory forever. Amen. Correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and Prose Works by Mary Baker Eddy. God is not moved by the breath of praise to do more than he has already done, nor can the infinite do less than bestow all good, since he is unchanging wisdom and love. We can do more for ourselves by humble, fervent petitions, but the all-loving does not grant them simply on the ground of lip service for he already knows all. Wisdom and love may require many sacrifices of self to save us from sin. The belief that the universe, including man, is governed in general by material laws, but that occasionally spirit sets aside these laws. This belief belittles omnipotent wisdom and gives to matter the precedence over spirit. Spirit, life, truth, love combine as one and are the scriptural names for God. All substance, intelligence, wisdom, being, immortality, cause and effect belong to God. These are his attributes the eternal manifestations of the infinite divine principle, love. No wisdom is wise but his wisdom. No truth is true. No love is lovely. No life is life but the divine. No good is but the good God bestows. The attributes of God are justice, mercy, wisdom, goodness, and so on. Truth places the cherub wisdom at the gate of understanding to note the proper guest. Radiant with mercy and justice, the sword of truth gleams afar and indicates the infinite distance between truth and error, between the material and spiritual, the unreal and the real. The Hebrew lawgiver, slow of speech, despaired of making the people understand what should be revealed to him. When, led by wisdom to cast down his rod, he saw it become a serpent. Moses fled before it, but wisdom bade him come back and handle the serpent. And then Moses' fear departed. In this incident was seen the actuality of science. Matter was shown to be a belief only. The serpent, evil, under wisdom's bidding, was destroyed through understanding divine science. And this proof was a staff upon which to lean. The illusion of Moses 
lost its power to alarm him when he discovered that what he apparently saw was really but a phase of mortal belief. God is the only mind. His ways are not as our ways. The divine modes and manifestations are not those of the material senses. For instance, intelligent matter or mortal mind, material birth, growth, and decay, they are the forever existing realities of divine science, wherein God and man are perfect, and man's reason is at rest in God's wisdom, who comprehends and reflects all real mode, form, individuality, identity. The mythology of evil and mortality is but the material mode of a suppositional mind, while the immortal modes of mind are spiritual and pass through none of the changes of matter or evil. Truth said, and said from the beginning, let us, spirit, make man perfect, and there is no other maker. A perfect man would not desire to make himself imperfect, and God is not chargeable with imperfection. His modes declare the beauty of holiness, and his manifold wisdom shines through the visible world in glimpses of eternal verities. Even through the mists of mortality is seen the brightness of his coming. Man is the generic term for all humanity. Woman is the highest species of man. And this word is the generic term for all women. But not one of all these individualities is an Eve or an Adam. They have none of them lost their harmonious state in the economy of God's wisdom and government. The education of the future will be instruction in spiritual science against the material, symbolic, counterfeit sciences. All the knowledge and vain strivings of mortal mind that lead to death, even when aping the wisdom and magnitude of immortal mind, will be swallowed up by the reality and omnipotence of truth over error and of life over death. Christ said, They shall take up serpents, and be ye therefore wise as serpents, and harmless as doves. The wisdom of a serpent is to hide itself. The wisdom of God, as revealed in Christian science, brings the serpent out of its hole, handles it, and takes away its We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, 
hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Carol, will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number 190. My God, my Father, make me strong when tasks of life seem hard and long to greet them with this triumph song. Thy will be done. Hymn number 190. Good evening and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. 
This is our Wednesday testimony meeting for Wednesday, March 22nd, 2023. Everyone is welcome here. At all of our meetings and services, we read from the King James Version of the Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Reddy. We actually have quite a wonderful outreach from our church, much of which is from our various websites, and many of those are in other foreign languages. And as a result, God's inspiring and healing word, his holy message, is reaching people across the globe. And indeed, people from all over the world have found our church, have found the comfort of God's gracious word. And we're thankful for each and every one of you who have done so. I would like to encourage everyone to browse through our websites. We have quite a lot to offer. It's amazing how much is there. And all of it is healing and inspired. I'd like to point out one article we're now featuring on the homepage of our English website, and it's called Giving Up and Going Up by Louise Knight Wheatley. It's a very instructive and a very healing and helpful article, and I highly recommend it. I would also like to point out that we're featuring on our English website our most recent issue of our magazine, Love is the Liberator. And the theme of that magazine is, Now Are We Sons of God? No doubt that's going to be some very fine reading. I highly recommend it. Uh, join us every Sunday. We start Sundays here at 10 o'clock in the morning with our roundtable discussion. We follow that with our church service at 11 o'clock. We also offer a Sunday school for children, which meets every Sunday at 11 a.m. And our Sunday school has a teleconference feature, one dedicated exclusively for the Sunday school, which means that uh, your child can attend our Sunday school by telephone. Many of the students in our Sunday school do indeed just so. They call in and they take advantage of our teleconference feature. Call up the church. We'll give you the number for the Sunday school. We would love to welcome your child there. I will now read from the church manual by Mary Bigaretti, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul, Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or suffering, though the generic name of the disease may be indicated. Now, for everyone that gives a testimony tonight, we kindly ask that you keep it within four minutes. This will give everybody else the opportunity to share their offering tonight. 
And for those on the teleconference, when you're ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice on your telephone. But also remember, when you do so, we're going to be able to hear you and any other sounds that your telephone picks up. So please be in a quiet place. And I will call on each of you one at a time by name. And our meeting tonight is now open for sharing testimonies of healing through Christian science. Janet. Janet from Georgia, go ahead. Thank you. Thank you, Fairly, for the inspiring readings and power, um, powerful readings tonight. Two weeks ago, I was preparing for family members to visit for the weekend. I was putting groceries away, and I bent down to pick up a bag that had fallen on the floor. When I felt something in the upper part of my leg shift, I tried to walk, but the pain seemed so intense it was difficult. I hobbled over to the kitchen counter held on to it, and yelled at the top of my voice, Get out now. Still yelling, I declared that you are not a part of me. The pain fled, and I was able to walk normally, and I continued preparing for our family's arrival. I knew that this was not of God, and that this erroneous suggestion could not separate me from God or ruin a joyous weekend with the family. After this incident, I recalled Mrs. Eddy's statement on page 406 of Science and Health, quote, resist evil of error of every sort, and it will flee from you, unquote. I'm so grateful for the support of my practitioner, who reminds me often who I am. I am the child of God. I'm grateful to my Father, Mother, God, Christ Jesus, our beloved leader, Mary Baker Eddy, and this Plainfield Independent Church for all that it offers to the world. Thank you, and have a good evening. Thank you. Jeremy. I am very grateful tonight for Christian Science, this church, practitioner support, and for all the blessings I have gained through being a member here. Quite a few of us have been watching The Chosen in recent months, and something that struck me was how the Pharisees kept saying that Christ Jesus was engaged in false prophecy. First thought I had on it was, of course Christ Jesus was fulfilling prophecy, and I thank God for it. But the second thought I've had is that the human mind is constantly prophesying falsely against each and every one of us. Error is always saying we aren't good enough or smart enough or worthy enough or whatever. I certainly had plenty of those thoughts laid on me before coming here. And without Christian science, I have begun to believe all of the bad said of me and identify myself with it. But once I came here, I started learning the science and working with a practitioner and the tares and the wheat of it all began to be separated. And a clearer sense of who God made me to be has been shown to me. What a blessing it is to have Christian science to make sense of all this. Christian science is itself a fulfilling of prophecy, right along with its discoverer and founder, Mary Baker Eddy. And I'm so grateful that God's promises of good will always be fulfilled for the world and for us individually. I'm so thankful to be a member here. Thank you. 
And now we have a testimony from Imogen in Australia. Good evening. Tonight I wanted to express my deepest gratitude for our wonderful faith, our science and religion, our way of life, that is Christian science. In doing some church work recently, I searched in science and health the word love. It came up on my computer that science and health mentions love 537 times. And this is not just mentioning the word love. This is defining the dimensions and characteristics of divine love with full explanations according to the Holy Bible. 537 explanations and expansions upon God's divine law of love. That really struck me. How important Mary Baker Eddy understood this love to be to stay in the kingdom of his love in all circumstances. I felt great wonder for any thinker who could ever write a book with 537 definitions of divine love. So I was thinking on this when I went to greet my hairdresser, who was immediately very aggressive. So unexpected was this behaviour that I almost left. I tried to crack a joke, it wasn't well received, and my human self was smarting. I asked how his day had been and got the terse response, yes, yes, very good, yep, and a furious face. Ah, then that thought, self-justification, how dare this person be angry with me? I need to find another hairdresser now, I'm not going to be coming back here again, rah, rah, rah. But God quieted my thought. So as the hairdresser started to apply the product, I told him I was going to be putting my headphones in. Before pressing play, I said a prayer and asked our dear father why this person was being so aggressive towards me. And it came back immediately that this has got nothing to do with you. He is very sad. So I took that and I prayed our daily prayer that Mrs. Eddy gave us, quote, And may thy word enrich the affections of all mankind and govern them. I then closed my eyes and listened to one of our glorious Plainfield Independent recordings and felt God's love flooding over me. I sneaked a peek at the hairdresser, still angry. I closed my eyes again and felt God's love. When I peeked at the hairdresser again, his throat was contracting. He was crying. No tears were coming out of his eyes, but he was definitely crying. And this really humbled me and filled me with compassion for this one. So I prayed that all tears are wiped away. Within about 20 minutes, this person was back to his normal self. In fact, he was really extra kind and gave me some special extra care that is much more than usual. Mrs. Eddy writes, quote, The vital part, the heart and soul of Christian science is love, end quote. What a beautiful, loving, inspired, and holy woman is Mary Baker Eddy. I am extremely grateful for the divine love in Christian science taught here 
by our holy practitioners at this church. Thank you to our Father, Mother, God. Thank you, Christ Jesus. And thank you, Mary Baker Eddy. And so much love to you all, dearest Plainfield Independent. Thank you. And now we have a testimony from Izzy in England. Good evening. Some time ago, I posted on a Christian Science social media group about some serious pollution that I could see in the sky. I posted a photo of the sky, the daytime sky that was dark, murky and covered with clouds of pollution from passing planes. I explained in the post that it had only started to happen noticeably very recently, but it meant we had seen very little of the sun, even though the photo was taken in the middle of the day in early summer when the sun should have been shining gloriously overhead. And I asked in this post how I could pray about this. I was quite shocked by the replies. Although a couple of people were helpful, many started posting links to conspiracy theory denial sites. Many said it was completely normal, which was quite shocking to think. Some said just to ignore it and trust God. One woman even suggested that God was making me a tapestry. So I retreated from the post feeling quite downhearted. I wondered why what I could see in the photo and in the sky was so very different from what they could see. I didn't understand how people could excuse or dismiss clear pollution. I couldn't understand why they didn't seem to care. So I got on my high horse and I wallowed in my annoyance at these people. I prayed for their eyes to be opened. I prayed for my eyes to be opened so I could see them properly. But really, really, I prayed for their eyes to open so they could see, because obviously they were the ones with the problem, not me. <laughs> um, and then the thought of a video game came to me. Now, I've never played a video game before, and I probably never will, but I have seen footage. And the premise of what I've seen usually seems to be that I am the good guy wandering around a deserted building with a bad guy regularly popping up. And my job is to shoot that bad guy and continue exploring the building. It came to me that what was being presented to me was not a bunch of people who could not see or who needed to change their thoughts or who needed to open their eyes. But it was a lie about God's perfect child and a lie about creation, God's perfect creation. I realized that in a video game, my job would be to shoot the bad guy. It would not be to start a conversation with him. It would not be to try to get him to see things my way or get him to open his eyes or direct him to a website to prove my point. All I had to do was shoot that guy right out of the way. And I realized this message was not that I should shoot these people who didn't see things my way, but it was my job to shoot the lie. So I gave it some thought and I realized that as soon as the suggestion came to me that someone was not able to see what I could, it was my job to shoot down that suggestion with the realization and knowing that there is nothing 
that can cloud the vision of God's child. There is nothing that can make me believe that a child of God could be detracted from the truth. There is nothing that can make me believe that a product, substance or idea that is man-made can have any effect on God's perfect creation. So since this happened, I try to play the video game of Christian science. I wake each day with a fresh score and it's my job to shoot all the bad guys, shoot the suggestions and lies that constantly try to bombard me and claim that all is not well and I have to shoot them before they shoot me, before they get to me. I have to say I don't keep score and it's safe to say I'm still very much on level one but it was such a helpful message that was sent that day and the visual thought of the video game was just so helpful. It can only have come from God. Just to say how grateful I am for this message and all the wonderful messages that I receive. So grateful to God and to Jesus and to dear Mrs. Eddie. I feel so blessed to have found the wonderful Plainfield Church Independent. And thank you to all for everything that you do here. Thank you. Christina of Mexico. Go ahead, please. Okay, Christina, we don't hear you. Do you have your phone muted? Okay, good evening, everybody. I'm so glad to be here with you tonight. First of all, thank you for the readings, the hymns, the music, and for your inspired testimonies of every Wednesday. I want to share with you an experience I had last week. I had an appointment with my dentist. It was an emergency, so to speak, but because of unexpected circumstances, I would not be able to arrive on time to the appointment. I called the dentist and she told me that she was in a hurry. She would wait for me, but I had to run in order to not lose my appointment. The dentist's office is a little far from my home. I had to take a bus and it seemed that I had not enough time to get there. But I remember that time is not a measure from God, as we have been taught in Christian science. We know that we live and move and have our being in divine mind. So I decided to take the bus, of course, with God with me. When I was seated in the bus, the Christ enlightened me not to think about time anymore, not to be anxious or worried or looking at my watch all the time. Just I have to trust in God. During the trip, I started singing mentally the hymn 350, All Will Be Well. That calmed me down and I let go all my worries. When finally I arrived to the bus stop, I looked at my watch and it was just the time I needed for the dentist to wait for me. The Christ beat a split record, I can tell you. When I came to my dentist, the first thing she said to me was, you arrived very quickly. We have enough time. So, Thank God I had my dental appointment. 
I thank God for this lesson that indeed there is no time, but we have to claim it, to pray for it, and we can prove it. Also, it was an opportunity for me to face anxiety, worry, and stress. For so many years, I could not handle these suggestions when they came to me and to realize that I had dominion over them. They were almost permanent in me. So I have been working about that lately, and I am so grateful that finally I am realizing that I can over overcome them with the truth in me. These are my first steps in this line. Christian science demands us to deny animal magnetism in all its ways and teaches us that as children of God, we have dominion over everything that is unlike him. On the other hand, I also thank God for the hymns of our beautiful hymnal, which are true units of prayer. As I can see, singing a prayer harmonizes us much more quickly with our beloved Father, Mother, God. I am so grateful for Christian science that teaches all we need about our true being and because it's very practical in our daily life. I thank God for the great work of Mrs. Eddie. Also, I would like to say that I am especially grateful for the Unity Watch that is done at this church. What a wonderful thing to work together. It's a great work of collective prayer. And I'm so glad to collaborate and to serve God in this special task so necessary for the world and for the cause of Christian science. Finally, I want to thank for the support I am receiving from the practitioners, from the deep practitioner of this church, one of the practitioners of this church, and thank you, Plainfield Independent Church, of which I am already a member, and I can tell you I feel very happy about that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. May God bless you all. Muchas gracias a todos. Thank you. Elizabeth from New Hampshire, go ahead. Good evening, and thank you again for those wonderful readings tonight. I would like to express my deepest gratitude for Jesus and the wonders that he practiced on the Galilean shores. For Mary Baker Eddy and the huge sacrifices of self that she made to plow forward and discover Christian science against all odds. To God for his comforting angels, the messages that come when most needed. For the goodness that surrounds us when we have our spiritual eyes open. For the tools that we're given in Christian science by Mrs. Eddy to see through the mist of mortal mind. For all that the Plainfield Church does in reaching out to mankind with God's healing, living word. Thanks be to God for his unspeakable gift. And good night. Thank you. 
Nancy from New Jersey, go ahead. Good evening. Thank you, Fairly, for the beautiful readings tonight. And also, I'm grateful for the beautiful music and hymns and all the testimonies. I wanted to express my gratitude for our newest edition of Love is the Liberator that Bruce mentioned. Now are we the sons of God. It is wonderful and filled with a wealth of inspiring articles and other resources about our true identity as God's child. There's one article um, that I found very helpful called Love's Eternal Now by Edward C. Butler. And in it, he talks about time, quote, the three so-called periods, past, present, and future, are of human arbitration. God knows only and eternal now. And he included uh, quotes by Mary Baker Eddy. There is no discordant past, no clouded present, no dreaded future. Now is the only time. I found this to be very comforting and helpful in staying in the now, uh, not looking back or being stuck in past experiences or worrying about the what-ifs of the future. Also in this edition, there are selective writings from Mrs. Eddy about personality, individuality, and identity, and they have been a wonderful source of inspiration to me, and I've been using them every day. Uh, in my daily watches and prayers. I'm so grateful for this magazine and to all who work so tirelessly on this magazine, which is just one of the many treasures given to us in this church. I'm very thankful for all that we are given here, and I'm so very grateful to my practitioner for her strong and loving support. So grateful to our loving Father, Mother God, to Christ Jesus, and to our leader, Mary Baker Eddy. And I'm very grateful for this service and to be here tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Shahidat from Maryland. Go ahead. Good evening. Earlier this year, I was walking my dog when I went across what appeared to be a wet street. But actually, it wasn't just wet. It was completely iced over, and I didn't realize that until I had slipped and hit the back of the back, hit my head on the asphalt with a loud back. As I laid there stunned for a minute, the first thought that came to me was that there are no accidents in divine mind, and I held on to that thought as I crawled across the street until I could eventually stand up and continue our walk. Over the next few days. My head was quite tender. Another thought came to me that I could be concussed. I should go get that checked out. But I pushed that thought out, and I countered with, with, with the truth, which is that I could never fall from my father's loving care. There are no accidents in divine mind. The tenderness in the head dissipated in a, in a few days with no ill effects. I am very grateful for this healing. I'm very grateful and thankful for this church and Christian science. Thank you so much. Thank you. Sandy from North Carolina. Go ahead. I just want to express my gratitude uh, for the readings tonight. 
very grateful to hear somebody in Spanish saying thank you, gracias, and um, it was wonderful. I just um, Miss Mary Baker did say something. The ages got to me the word student. You know, in this in this world of appearance, we call ourselves or they they make us believe they are okay. You jump into the water and then you just got Jesus. <laughs> and instead, this motivation say we are students. And it got to me like a, I started in kindergarten so many years in Christian science. And now I just in like third grade. And I realized yeah, my child of God. They have a father and mother. They understand. They, uh, I never been into this human experience. It's no part of my life. I'm part of science and we have to study. And if you study and you grow to the understanding, the science of hell with Kiro the Christian, very very among us is the teacher, is the revelator. I've been having so many wonderful experiences in my life. I cannot say to everybody around the world, independent Christian scientist, New Jersey, has been a beacon for me to understanding, to calm me down with the suggestion. Today, I have a tremendous demonstration. I've been working, I've been teaching in public schools, and <laughs> for some reason or another, I end up losing their job, and then I find another, and um, I was getting very frustrated because I'm working overtime for one day they send me to first grade, the next day I'm in sixth grade, the next day I'm teaching 11 graders, the next day I'm teaching 12 graders. So... I just like I cannot do this. And I've been becoming very frustrated and very angry at my bosses at the school. And I carry that anger back home with me. And I just didn't feel, wanted to cook or do nothing. And they stay with me, the chemicalization. So this morning, See, this is the wonderful about your website. I've been reading your website, everything, especially Miss, Miss Big Neil John. He said, in the minute, you have to stop it. You have to stop it right there. He said, when the suggestion comes, stop it right there, Sandy. But I don't do it. So, today I was frustrated, and I said, I'm quitting this job, and I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. But I remember, Nick Young, stop it right there. Recently, I've been... It's starting here for weeks. So, I know that the perfect job is for me. I say, I do not going to be unhappy. I don't going to, I don't, it's nobody the enemy. It's a, it's an article that is very bad. And your website say, who's your enemy? We don't have enemy. <laughs> I remember the best, the practitioner at Independence. So when I come home, I said, what I can do? What is the synonym? The synonym 
it's applicable for that. Seeking. Seeking and you shall find. Place. The place that you need, the job that you need is right there. So when I started applying for jobs, then I was happy and went back to my business, preparing my food early for my meeting tonight on healing. I wasn't thinking about me. I was thinking about you, him, and all the members, the teachers, and the practitioners. Soon I opened my email today. I had a job. I have a job offer. In the school days, like five minutes from my home, are you so grateful? I rejoice, like the people from England, the people from Mexico, the people from <laughs> We're just laughing on that tonight, or the joy. Thank you. Thank you so much for your reading. Thank you for staying there. Thank you for all that you do. Thank you for the blessing that you are for this whole world. I am a child of God, and I'm very grateful for the practitioners and all the articles on the website. Read, read them because you might need them and keep it in consciousness because everything happened in consciousness. It never happened in, in the mind of God. And we are children of God, God is tonight, enjoying happening in this wonderful place they call Independent Christian Science, New Jersey. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yes. Betty from California, go ahead. Good evening. Thank you so much for the music tonight and for the readings on wisdom tonight from Fairly. Uh, I would like to express my gratitude tonight for getting our taxes done. Several weeks ago, I called our usual tax person only to find the phone disconnected, and when we drove by, we discovered a space available sign on the window. Uh, so I thought, okay, now what do we do? And and then the thought came, dear God, show us what to do. You know the answer. The next night, while we were at our favorite restaurant and talking to the owner on the way out, there was another couple there saying goodbye, too. We had previously mentioned to the owner our situation regarding the taxes. So as we were saying our goodbyes, the owner introduced us to this other couple, and you could see the light dawning on her face. And she said, oh, and by the way, he does taxes. Well, long story short, I made an appointment, and yesterday we got our taxes done. And on top of that, he even gave us a nice discount. I am so very grateful for this working out. Um, <laughs> I am very grateful for this for this uh, Plainfield Church where it teaches Mrs. Eddy's pure Christian science and for practitioner help over the years. And I'm also very happy to be here tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Lenny or Tony from North Carolina. Go ahead. You get Lenny tonight. Um, I uh, wanted to thank Fairly for her readings on wisdom. And also, um, a shout out to Jeremy too, um, what you were saying about the false prophecy of mortal mind and how it, you know, it's always prophesying or testifying against us. Um, it, it just, it made me realize how grateful I am to have Christian science because I, I just, I, I can't do anything else that teaches us to 
really recognize and distinguish between, you know, these thoughts come to us that feel like they're our own thoughts, feel like it feels like you're talking to yourself in your head and kind of going over things versus the thoughts that are from God. Um, And it it can be, um, if you're listening to the thoughts of the world and those negative prophecies that that world thought kind of throws into your consciousness, it doesn't take you anywhere good. Um, It reminded me of an experience I had a number of years ago. I had been kind of struggling with bouts of depression over a a fairly traumatic event in my life. And one night I was up and I was just, I had been crying and upset and just feeling like I was kind of in a pit and how I was going to get out of it. And these thoughts were coming into my consciousness of like, well, you're probably never going to get over this year. How can you expect to? I mean, that was for pretty tough times and, you know, it was just kind of blathering on and just how it was legitimate for me to feel that way. And all of a sudden, I just, I almost felt like it was suddenly I was talking to someone else who wasn't me. And I was like, wait a sec, this is not what I've learned in science. These are not any, these are not thoughts from God. There's certainly not, there's no love. There's no principle. There's no truth to them. And I got, I just started getting mad and, and, I, it was kind of funny. I was downstairs and it was middle of the night. So there's this big plushy pillow on the couch. I just started boxing that pillow like it was a punching bag. And I would, I just yelled back at moral mind and I said, no, I don't deserve these thoughts. These are not from God. These are not, this is not about me. This is not what God knows about me. And you know, every time I made a statement of truth, I just punched that pillow and I was just, it was like I was just, talking to moral mind and telling it to get the heck out. And what was so interesting about it is it completely broke the mesmerism. That that sense of overwhelming heaviness just left me. And I had to chuckle. I mean, the pillow was a little worse wear, but I felt a heck of a lot better. And I just, that that negative speak stopped. Um, and it just, you know, tonight just it brought that back to mind. And I just, it just made me so grateful for Christian science. Um, because as we read in the Bible, you know, God says, I know the thoughts that I think toward you, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. So Christian science teaches us that an expected end is what God knows about us. And it's the truth about us. And anything that claims otherwise is just a darn liar. So um, I'm just very grateful for Mrs. Eddie bringing all of this to light and grateful for Jesus, you know, the real exemplar of this. And certainly very grateful for how, you know, we continue to learn how to demonstrate Christian science in this church. So thank you again, everyone, for your testimony tonight. And thank you again, Fairly. And you all have a good day. Thank you. Florence. Florence from Georgia. Go ahead. Thank you. I have uh, two testimonies tonight. Thank you, Fairly, very much for all the be- beautiful readings you did tonight and the music and, of course, everybody's testimony. Well, the first one is from D.C. Um, it's a new person. He says, I first discovered Christian science a little over two years ago and the Plainfield website shortly after. 
I have really enjoyed listening to the services, reading the articles and lessons posted on the site. I especially appreciate the practitioner's insights, even though I don't always fully understand all the ideas and concepts. About a year after discovering Christian Science, I did step away from it for a bit because of concerns expressed by friends and family members, but returned to it last summer as I began experiencing some significant health challenges in the aftermath of my older sister's death. I have been reading Mrs. Eddy's Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures that someone was kind enough to give to me and very um, <clears throat> and very often listen to various chapters of Science and Health along with some of the recorded articles posted on the Plainfield YouTube channel as I fall asleep at night. Thanks for posting these as I find them very comforting to listen to. I have even experienced some healings from insights gained by listening to the testimony services while reading Science and Health, studying the weekly lessons, or reading one of the many other articles posted on the site. For instance, about two weeks ago, I was taking the garbage out and misstepped trying to avoid an obstacle on the ground, wrenching my ankle in the process. Although I felt my ankle lock up, I thought I was okay. However, as I began walking back to the house, I noticed it was starting to ache and I couldn't put my full weight on it. Remembering what I had been learning from science and health about who I am, I immediately began declaring that my ankle could not swell, ache, or be inflamed because of any law as stated on page 393 of Science and Health. I also declared from the 34th Psalm that God keeps my, all my bones, not one is broken. I held to both statements, reminding myself that God is always with me and watching over me. Within about an hour, as I was headed to the kitchen to prepare my mom's lunch, I noticed I was able to walk on it, walk on my foot normally, and there was only a very small hint of pain. By evening, the pain was also gone, and my uncle has been fine since. I am very grateful. Thank you. And this second one is from California. And she says that, I would like to give my testimony for a wonderful healing that I had. Last year, I was very ill. I started praying about the situation, but unfortunately it grew worse in the next few months. I contacted a practitioner from this church and she started praying for me immediately. She held me in her prayers daily. I read the lessons along with science and health that really helped me in the time of great distress. She told me that God is my life and to keep praying with the 23rd Psalm. I really prayed day and night with the Psalm 23. There was not much improvement, but I never gave up. It was really hard for me to do chores in the house and take care of my son. At times, I became very afraid, but I would recite over and over the Lord's Prayer along with the 23rd Psalm until I could find some peace. I knew in my heart God would not give up on me. 
and that he had a better plan for me and would not let me die. I persisted in my prayer. I listened to everything I could find on the website and YouTube about the church. I found great articles, and the practitioner recommended some, one of them being Body on by Mary Baker Eddy, which helped me greatly. At times, I was very weak and had lots of pain. Because my family started being concerned, I decided to go to the hospital to make them feel at ease. The doctors gave me some medication and sent me home and told me I had a virus. I went home and started the medication for a couple of days, and one day I was in so much pain, I decided to throw away all the medicine and rely solely on God. That night, I woke up and couldn't breathe normally. I fell on the bed and declared aloud, God is good. God is good. God is good. On the third time, I started feeling better, like a fresh breath was running through my lungs. I called a practitioner for more help. She reassured me that I was the child of God. Nothing unlike him could happen to me. I never stopped praying. Each day I was learning more about God. I learned that God was my strength when I was weak and that I could do all all things through Christ who strengthened me. I really was great grateful for the love and support. She always advised me about the love of God for me and that was the only life. One day I started realizing that the law of love is governing every function of my being and I I didn't have to be scared. And slowly I started after a few months getting better. I was able, I was so grateful for all the support of my family and, and friends. I was grateful for each step of this healing. I am so grateful to the almighty God for taking care of me. I am so grateful for practitioners help and for the support of everyone who knew about my distress. I have learned that nothing could reverse the perfection of God, that God is my everything, my life, my health. God is a great God, and I am so thankful that words are never enough to express my gratitude to him. I thank St. Phil Church for all the articles and roundtables for their selfless work they put in each day to better the world. Man is the expression of soul, and soul is the only substance, life intelligence of man. Thank you. Thank you. Mary. Some things to read tonight. Uh, First, California. Dear friends, I love hearing all of your voices when I call in on the conference line. Thanks for all you do for independent Christian science. And here is my monthly contribution. And then this one, I think a new one perhaps from Montana. Dear Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent, thank you for your outstanding work for the cause of Christian science in bringing Mrs. Eddy's true science to the world. With much love. And then this is an excerpt from something from Australia. Thank you, dearest Plainfield Independent, 
for preserving the works of our beloved and forever leader, Mary Baker Eddy, and practicing the true Christian science. Thank you for preserving the works of our dear early workers who practice this science with the same mathematical precision that created the world, that caused the stars to sing, that brought us Christ Jesus and revealed divine science for every single man, woman, and child to rejoice at the feet of our Lord. Thank you also for the sublime Bible studies and roundtables. I love the Bible studies so much, especially the ones on the book of Revelation. Thank you, thank you to all our dear loving friends at Plainfield Independent. And California. I wanted to express my gratitude for our Bible lessons, as others also have during our Wednesday night testimony meetings. I know that the lessons are written by different individuals at church, but the themes overlap from week to week. They show the greatest demonstration of the one mind in control and that those who have been chosen for this lesson writing task are taking direction from God. So we get the inspired word. We have living, breathing textbooks in our Bible and Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. Bible lessons should always be alive, and I can't give enough gratitude for the continual life they breathe into me. The Bible stories in our lessons are often what we have read and reread throughout time, but not really. Each lesson looks at them from a different viewpoint, perspective, and creates new aha moments. I have a dear friend who also attends the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. She told me that the golden texts are so special each week that she has taken to memorizing each of them so that she has them on hand to use. And she is right. They are the radiant jewel in the crown. For me, I think the living science in this Plainfield Church is exactly what our leader, Mrs. Eddy, foresaw for the Christian science movement. Thank you and loads of love to my church family. And then Canada. Thank you, Plainfield, for your inspiring and educational roundtable discussions and uplifting Sunday services. This past Sunday was just so good. Also for your amazing 24-7 online reading room. It is an incredible service. I also want to express gratitude for the insight and love expressed at Plainfield for Mrs. Eddy and for the emphasis on the fact that she is the woman in the apocalypse. It has really helped me overcome a false sense of her as kind of, a, as kind of difficult and prudish. This, I feel, has really illumined my reading of science and health, and also, I can honestly say now that I love Mrs. Eddy. That is really beautiful. I'm very grateful for that. South Dakota. Thank you, Plainfield friends, for your faithful adherence to expressing the science of the Christ. The Comforter is here, and I am grateful for your presentations in the form of Bible studies, roundtables, Bible lessons, and much, much more. Thanks to you all. And then, lastly, from England. I would like to give thanks for the new Love is the Liberator magazine, which I am enjoying reading. It must take a great deal of preparation, and I am grateful to those who have located the articles, put it all together, and shared it on the Plainfield website. I am also very grateful for the new search facility on the website, which I have been using, 
It, make, it makes everything much easier and better. Thank you. I continue to be most grateful for the support of my practitioner for the roundtables, Bible studies, and services, which are broadcast and available to listen to again at any time. I'm most grateful that in these seemingly challenging times, the Plainfield 24-7 Reading Room is making so much available to other nations in their own languages and thereby being inclusive of so many peoples. This is a great contribution to world peace, and I am very grateful to, to the translators and those who type and proof the written articles and books. Thank you so much, and with much love. So I, too, am very grateful for those beautiful, beautiful readings on wisdom, something we all can use and is much needed. And thank you, too, for all the beautiful music and the testifiers tonight. It's always such a joy to be with you all, and have a good night. Thank you. To close our meeting tonight, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? I'll be reading the third uh, verse to hymn number 320. Mere human energy shall faint, and youthful vigor cease, but those who wait upon the Lord in strength shall still increase. Hymn number 320.